Welcome to the Resilient Mind Podcast. In this episode, you will be listening to a compilation on how to change your life. Get access to the Mental Mastery Program and other exclusive episodes by becoming a subscriber. Enjoy. We're going to do a couple exercises here this morning because this is going to answer a lot of questions. Now, as we're doing this, if you have a question on this particular exercise, as I'm defining it, please ask because I want to make sure you get this right. Okay? So you have this list of things you want. You may have on that list a new house. You may have on that list a new car. You may have on that list a new Mercedes instead of a new car. You may have a new black S-Class Mercedes with dark gray interior instead of a new car. In other words, you could have something generic, a new car, or you could have something specific or something very specific. You could have something on there a little bit less tangible, such as, I want to be happy. Okay? You could have something in there, um, I want to feel good. You could have on there, I want to have a huge organization. So you could have things on there that are vague as opposed to something very specific and tangible. Okay? You could also have something on there that's maybe not monetary in value, such as I want to learn a foreign language, or I want to learn Spanish, or I want to get my master's degree in such and such, or I want to go to an architect school, or I want to you know, uh, learn how to sail a, a boat, or learn to play the piano, or something of this nature. Okay. So the question is, how do I define my dreams? Should they be vague? Should they be specific? How do I define them? Okay. Let me give you a couple steps. The first thing we're going to do is you're going to look at this list. And the first step is this. Now listen first, and then you can go down and write because I'm going to give you a chance. But listen first. The first thing you need to do is go through this list and look at the list. And you want to make sure that the items are listed in what's called a positive fashion. They must be what you want, not what you don't want. And let me give you the example. Some people I know have get out of debt. Okay, get out of debt. The focus is debt. Okay? Some people say, stop being fat. The focus is fat. Stop smoking. The focus is smoking. You with me? So look at this and you need to put it in a positive framework. For example, instead of saying stop smoking, saying I want to be smoke free or I want to be a non-smoker. Something that's a positive image. Okay? Stop smoking is somebody who smoked and then stopped. A non-smoker is somebody who never, that's the image for you. For me, a non-smoker is a picture of somebody who never smokes, never did smoke. Okay? But you have to use the words that create the positive image for you. Instead of get out of debt, you would put down pay off all my bills. It's a little more positive. Now some of these distinctions are subtle. They're subtle, but they do create different mental image pictures and subtle vibrational differences. Okay? So go through this list first. I'm going to give you a couple minutes and change anything that's a focus on what you don't want to a focus on what you do want. There's one thing that affects a lot of others. It's better to focus on that one thing in some aspects, and you'll know when, and in some others, 
it's going to be too big to get the real belief in the vibration of expectancy and so you have to get on some smaller ones first which will create that as the method so sometimes you can do it both ways and you'll you'll see how when we start going through the process yes yeah let me just talk about writing for a second I'll give you the ideal scene and I know some guys have laptops and things and that's fine actually it's not fine but it's your choice if you really want to do this properly, you use white paper and a, and a pen with blue ink. And why? The color has a vibration. Right? We all know this. I mean, this is scientifically proven. Colors have vibrations. And there's tangible vibrations when something is put on paper. And let me just give you a specific about this. The brain sends out vibrations, correct, of the mind. The brain picks up the movements of your hand which translates to the mind and that's where the vibration goes. When you're typing, depending on if you type with two fingers or your whole hand, you really only have about eight different movements that the brain registers. So if you were to translate your typing movements into language that the brain and the mind can understand, it's gibberish, it's nothing, it's zero. So when you're typing into a computer, your mind doesn't understand anything because only eight movements. It's like code. But when you're writing, there are over 16,000 potential movements when you're writing or printing. So you have a lot more neural pathways in the brain being activated, a lot more when you write or print, a lot more just by doing that process. You'll get so much more benefit out of writing on paper than you ever will by typing. Now what you're gonna do is you're gonna go through this and you're going to be a little bit more specific. Now, let me, let me define this a little bit. You don't have to be insanely specific. You can be a little bit more specific. For example, if you say a new Mercedes, but you haven't been to the Mercedes dealership, well, right now you can't be more specific. And that's okay. Here's really the key. The more specific you can absolutely be, the better it is. But if you can't be with that right now, then you're gonna have to start deciding. Because you're gonna have to really know and decide whether this is a true desire and a true want or not. Because unless you can establish a burning desire for this, you'll, you won't get it. Okay? So, unless it's a burning desire, you won't get it. Now, if someone says, well, I do have a burning desire for a new Mercedes. What model? Well, I'm really not sure. You don't have a burning desire, believe me. Because if you had a burning desire, you'd know that you'd, you would have, you'd have sat in the car 20 times, you would have had the brochures, you would have read their website. You would have, you'd, you'd know this thing inside and out because that's what you want so much. Does that make sense? Yes. So if you're vague on this, that means your desire is not going to get there. So if we go back to Napoleon Hill's formula, which is define your dream and get a burning desire for its achievement, you can see how now it works. In the process of defining your dream, you're going to really define your dream and decide what you really want because that's the only way you can achieve the burning desire. So now go through this list. I'm going to give you about 10 minutes to do this process, and you can write this down, write, rewrite these, but you really want to get a little bit more specific. And what the objective here is, is two things. Your list is going to change a little bit. I would take another sheet of paper and look at your original list and go, okay, well, what do I really, 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 really want? What do I really, really, really want? And you'll start looking at things, and you'll say, well, I don't even know anything about that. So that's a mild, you have a mild interest in that. Does that make sense? Okay, so maybe you can, okay, well, so you're going to rewrite the list now almost like in an order of these are the things I really, really, really want. These are the things that I may want. These are the things I have mild interest in. 
So you're really kind of putting it maybe potentially for you in three categories, depending on how big your list is. So what I'm going to suggest you do is you can take another sheet of paper, look at this list, and kind of put it kind of in an order of priority. What you're doing is the first group is things you really, 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 really want, and as you're rewriting them, clearly define them even more in specific detail. Then maybe your next list is things that you want, but you haven't really investigated yet. And then the last group is things that maybe are, you know, mild interest that you may want, but you really don't even know yet. Okay? So I'm going to give you about 10 minutes to do this particular exercise. Ah, good question. The question was, can you just put a dollar amount? Absolutely 100%. You can put a dollar amount. Ah, in, if you focus on something for 68 seconds nonstop, it, it, that's the time scientists have now proven for other thoughts to start become attracted. And so that thought now becomes a dominant thought. Dominant thoughts are the ones that are in your mind on a regular basis, consistently. And those are the ones that create into reality. You become what you think about. You're only thinking about dominant thoughts. And the only way you can start getting a dominant thought is by putting a fixed attention on something for a minimum of 68 seconds. That starts the process. Good question. The question was, what if I just put like 10 million bucks? You can put that down. Uh, we're, gonna we're, we're still going in steps here. I'm going to show you how to take that number and make it into something that works. Yes, I said worry is negative goal setting. It's thinking about what you don't want to happen. So you're actually putting that 68 seconds of attention on the things you don't want to happen. They become dominant thoughts, and therefore those things are created in your environment. You're welcome. Yes, sir. Ah. Good question. What about group dynamics? What about taking more than one person and using the power or synergy? Very interesting. There is synergistic power, but it's not what you think. It's not like two horses pulling a wagon, don't pull it twice as, as much. They have synergy, one plus one equals three in that case. You have two people thinking about the same thing, it doesn't increase the intensity or power. You only need one. What it does is it creates a different dynamic, which is based in a book called The Tipping Point, where you get into, it's really the, a moment, it's a moment, it's a, when there's enough stuff in the universe, it, it's, it, I'm going to explain the hundred, the hundredth monkey syndrome, which is what that is. I'll explain that later. So hopefully you have maybe a, a smaller list at the top here in a new piece of paper with some pretty, uh, you, you did two things this morning. We got it in positive form, and we made it a little specific. Now, um, this is a request, not a demand. Is there anybody who would like to share one, because I want to hear it, and I want to see if I can correct it or say if it's good. Okay, ma'am, give, give me your first one or one off your list. Okay, being home with my 17-month-old. Okay, let me give you a couple things that would actually make it better. That's, a very, that's very good. There's, there's no good or bad desires. Whatever you want is yours. There's no such thing as a good or, oh, that's a bad desire, that's a good desire. They're all good. If that's what you desire, it's good. So let me give you a couple ways to make that desire even better and work better at the process. 
When you're home with your 17-year-old, you want to be frustrated with your 17-month-old? No. Oh, okay. So you want to be happy. Maybe you want to add that in. Do you want your 17-month-old to be happy? Uh, do you want your 17-month-old to be sick all the time or healthy? You see where I'm going? So add to that exactly what you really want to see. Create that scene in your head. It's called the ideal scene. So create the ideal scene in your head. How would it look? How would you look? How would you feel? What emotions would you be experiencing? How would the 17-month-old be? Happy? Never, you know, don't say never crying because that's focusing on what? Crying. Always smiling and laughing. You with me? So you can expand that a little bit more to add some other positive things. Keeping in mind, she wouldn't want to put who doesn't cry and who's never sick. Because what are you focusing on then? Crying and sick. Say, who's always laughing and smiling and incredibly healthy. Make sense? And gives me incredible pleasure. You know, yada, yada, yada. Okay, to help the homeless. Let's define, let's define that much more clearly. That's a very broad, very vague area. How specifically would you achieve that? Would you, uh, when I was in Chicago, for example, uh, I had an apartment and virtually on the next street, there was a, a homeless shelter. And I saw these guys and gals, you know, there, and it was kind of heart-wrenching. So I had a kind of a, a similar desire, but I had to be very clear. So I found out what did, what did they need? Well, it was Chicago, it's freezing. So I went and I got coats and gloves and mittens and hats and sweaters and I delivered it. And I thought, you know, there's a bunch of other people not even in these shelters that are sleeping under, um, you know, bridges. So I got all that stuff loaded up in my car and I drove around and gave the stuff away. So there's gotta be a specific way to do that as well. So you can be a little more specific of how to help. And again, add to it. How would they, how would you feel? How you think they would feel? So you kind of add to that and expand that just a little bit. You're trying to create a picture in your head, and ideally a movie. So you're trying to create words that can create a picture and a movie all in positive form. Again, who doesn't cry? No. Who's happy? That's the picture. So if you see a child who's laughing and happy, I'll say, what picture do you see here? I see a child who's happy and laughing. You wouldn't say, I see a child who's not crying. You with me? So that's what you're trying to do. Use images to create the end result that you want. Okay, here. Okay, zero balance on my mortgages and zero balance on all my credit card statements. I think that's perfect. I wouldn't change it. That's like, that's exactly a good one. As a matter of fact, to this day, I still say that. That's still my picture, and I love it every single day. I owe nothing to nobody. It's like fantastic. Yeah, my, I wrote it the first time. I said, I want to retire from this job. And then I changed it when we rewrote it. I want to change my life to have more time to enjoy life with my partner. Yes. So he said, the first one was, I want to retire from the job. Okay. The second one is, I want to enjoy my life with my partner. Okay, let me give you a couple other ways. There's no right or wrong here, by the way, because this particular thing, it depends on what picture pops up in your mind when you say it. So for example, retiring to some people means a big retirement party or 
to some people walking into the boss's office and telling him to take a long walk off a short pier <laughs> and walking out. It depends. So you create the picture that you want. In other words, I want to be able to walk into that office one day and submit my res resignation. Now that's a picture, so let's picture that movie scene, right? That's the movie, I'm just making up, you may have a different scene, but I'm giving this as, a, as an example for retirement. I wanna be able to be able to walk in with a big huge smile on my face, because I have so much money in the bank and so much money coming in in residual income that I walk in and go, I am submitting my resignation. <laughs> okay? And so you, you could say, my goal is to be able to walk into the boss's office and submit my resignation and feel so unbelievable because I have so much money in the bank, I don't need the job anymore. See, that's a way you could write that. You with me? Does that make sense? You understand what I'm saying here? Okay, good. Yes? Okay, uh, to take my mom out of the nursing home, get a professional care so she can live with me. Okay, good. Let's look at the picture. Now, there is a, this is a good example here. There's a process that you described. She's in the nursing home. She's coming out of the nursing home. She's getting professional care, and she's living with you, right? Okay, let's just cut it. Go right to the end. What's the final end result? My mom is home with professional care, and we're both happy. You with me? I got away from the nursing home. Do you see that? Forget that part. Right. Right. But you're just, but you're all you, it's a distinction that'll make a difference. It'll make a difference on speed of it happening and also resistance. So it's the vibrational difference. Okay, so that little distinction, that little distinction, instead of focusing on nursing home where she's at, getting her out of nursing home, that's putting a little bit too much emphasis on nursing home. I would just cut it and just go to the end result. Just go to the end result. She's home with professional care and she's happy. End result, that's the vibration. The end result, the end result is the vibration. Yes. Let's take a look at our list now. Let's take a look at our list. Okay, now, so the first step by Napoleon Hill was define your dream or define what you want. So we're gonna define it, okay? Now, the question that came up, and now it's time for me to bring it up, somebody brought it up earlier, very astutely, is what we call the domino effect. If you look at your first one, two, three things, car, house, whatever they are, is there one thing that you could focus on that would trigger all these other things to fall into place? For example, if some of them are monetary, if some of them are, it's all monetary, fine, then is there a monetary number, see, that would make the difference? I'll just keep going up the chain. So let me give you the example here. Okay. So let's say that you have, as, I'll just use this as an example. You have Mercedes, S-Class, black, and you define the car you want. That's a specific car. And you want the AMG, of course. You would only get the AMG, by the way. It's 180,000. <clears> okay, I got a few of them, so. <clears throat> okay, so you want that. Um, the Bentley's nicer, though. 
Okay, so you have that, that is your car. Now you think, okay, well, is there something that I could focus on that would automatically give me this? And you think, well, if I focused on making $20,000 a month, and that was my focus, I would get this. Okay? Then you think, is there something I could focus on that would give me $20,000 a month? Well, if I'm a four-star platinum, I'm making at least that. And is, is there something I can focus on that would get me this? Now, this is, this is an interesting process we're doing here. You say, well, if I become a home, home agent, you think, hmm, wait a minute. If I sign up, now, watch what happens. If I sign up X number of people, Hmm. Now, if we do this process, let me show you what you've done. This is a tangible item, correct? It's something you can touch and feel. You with me so far? Okay. This is not as tangible, correct? Okay, get 20,000 in cash. It's kind of tangible. This has a smell, I guess cash has a smell to it as well. But I mean, if you're sitting in a new car, you can touch it and feel it. This is not that tangible, is it? It's a little less tangible, a little harder to, harder to grasp. Become a home agent, sign up X number of people. This is an activity. That's an activity. So here's what we're going to do. You're going to take one item on your list and you're going to do this process. You're going to do this process on a clean sheet of paper. Just take one item and do exactly what I did. Put it at the bottom and then do this and go, well, you know, what would give me that? What would give me that? And walk through this process. When we talk about money and we talk about things and we talk about what you want and people always say, can this be applied to anything in my life? Yeah. Specifically, this weekend is about making money in the business. I mean, that's really what it is. But you can apply this to a relationship. You can apply this to your physical body. You can apply it to health. Dr. Mortar, some of you have heard, is a dear, dear friend of mine. He, he's, I'm actually he's flying um, in to uh, see me tomorrow. He's going to be with me for the whole week, staying at my home. And I would go and learn from Dr. Mortar. And you know, his book started coming out in the 60s. And, Obviously, he's a doctor, and his emphasis is not making money. It's about physical health. And I remember years ago, and Blaine and I were talking about this morning, because uh, I told him, you know, Ted's coming in to, uh, to see me for the week. He says, hey, you know, remember you always talked about how people pray wrong? He goes, that lines up exactly with what you're saying. I said, that's right, yeah, because Dr. Mortar always used to say, people say, used to say, God, take this cancer away. Or, God, I don't want to have cancer anymore. And what they're focusing on is what? Cancer. And that's really the big distinction, as I mentioned. This is the number one reason people make, make the mistake. Because instead of saying that, saying, I have a healthy, strong body. Every cell in my body is super healthy. 
Again, scripturally, it's calling those things which be not as though they were. Or as Zig Ziglar says, I'm telling the truth in advance. So you have to say and focus on what you want and experience it in your mind and in your emotions as if it's already there. That's the eagerness and anticipation without impatience. So it really just comes down to these two distinctions. One is define what you want. Define what you want, not the absence of it. And focus on that, focus on that, focus on that, focus on that, focus on that. That creates more thoughts like it, which means you focus on it more. That makes the thought a dominant thought. That dominant thought that you're focusing on, feeling good about it, as if it's already coming in, that then starts creating events in your life to allow it to occur, and then you actually manifest it. Don't be concerned about the how it's going to come in, because the way you think it's going to have to happen is probably not the way it'll work out. Do you understand that? Don't worry about the how. Just know that it will. Because I can tell you from experience, almost nothing ever worked out the way I thought it was going to work out. It just worked out. The end result was there. It worked out better. The end result was always there because I always say, listen, I don't know what I don't know. And there are things on the radar that are outside the radar that I don't see, but that's there working. So I can't be that smart. So I loosen up a little bit and I'm not care about the how it happens. And I don't care what I physically see because somebody would say, but how can you justify based on the facts that are before us that this is going to happen? And I go, I cannot under any circumstances justify by the facts laid out before us how this will happen. By looking at the facts laid out before us, any normal, intelligent, rational person would say it ain't going to happen. But I do know that there are many facts laid out before us that we cannot see. I know that. So knowing that those are there and knowing how the law works, I know with 100% certainty that it will happen. That's it, period. So I'm celebrating. You've heard Ed Foreman say, worry is negative goal setting because it's thinking about what you don't want to happen. Worry is negative goal setting. It's thinking about what you don't want to happen. If you're thinking about what you don't want to happen and you become what you think about, and if you're sending out that vibration and you attract it, what do you think is gonna occur? You're gonna get what you're worrying about. Does that make sense? This is the magic. Scripturally calling those things which be not as though they were. The actual situation for Donald was financial ruin and disaster. That was what it was. He called it as what it was not. He called that things which be not as though they were. He goes, no, everything's fine. And he sent out the right vibration. That's the key. And I'm going to show you how to make sure you know it's the right vibration. Question here. Good question. Excellent question. The question was, if you keep saying you want something, does that keep you in a state of want? The answer is yes. You become what you think about. I want a new car is different than I have a new car. It just hasn't arrived yet, but it's on the way. 
big, huge difference. I'm going to show you how to make this distinction this afternoon. Yes. Okay, good question. She says, if I block a vibration, is it gone forever? Nah, you can change everything in an instant. By retransmitting? Yes. Yeah, the question is, by retransmitting? Yeah, the bottom line is this. You don't, have to even you don't have to worry about where you are right now. It's completely irrelevant. I don't care how bad the situation is, where you are, what you are, what your, how many bills you got. They're completely irrelevant. You can change that situation. You can reverse course instantaneously. You can reverse course instantaneously. No matter what your situation is, you can reverse and change course instantaneously. Now, some of you are what's called on an endless loop. Let's say you're, you're, you're here in, in uh, let's say you're here in Idaho, and you're going, okay, I need to go to Spokane to get to the airport. And as you start driving down the road, you go, I'm not sure if this is the right way. Maybe it's that way. And you turn around your car and you come back here. No, I'm not sure if this is the right way. I think it's that way. And you keep turning. And every, every five miles, you keep turning around and go back and forth. You're never going to get to the airport. And that's how most people live their life. They keep going back and forth. They never, they're busy. Zig Ziglar call, call, calls it confusing activity with accomplishment. Because you're always busy. But you keep going back and forth. You never continue on the right road. I'm going to show you how to know whether that's occurring. If you're surrounded by, you know, negative thinking people right now, that's fine. You can change that, and you will. Now, there's another key word, which I'm going to explain later. And the key word is impatience. Okay? This is one of the blockage. This is one of the things that block. If you have impatience, you block. That's a block. You could be vibrating perfectly, but if you have impatience, you block the receipt. <clears throat> it says, oh yeah? I'm not doing it fast enough for you? Fine. Wait, wait some more. That's what the universe is saying. Impatience blocks the receipt. Okay? If you're driving from here to Spokane, even if you're going 100 miles an hour, guess what? You're not going to get there in five minutes. Relax. Are you going to get there? Yeah. Are you going on the right road? Yeah. If you got your map quest, if you got your map, your navigation system in your car, if you keep seeing signs and you're driving to the airport from here to Spokane and you're driving and you're looking and you know you're going to get there, right? You're going as fast as you can. Enjoy the view. Just relax. You'll get there. The impatience is what stops you or blocks the receipt. Ah, good question. The question was, what if I'm attracting both? I seem to be attracting really good stuff and all of a sudden I get into a car crash or some bad thing happens or whatever the case is. The answer is you're attracting whatever vibration you're throwing out. A hundred percent. Now that's hard for people to understand. I have a good friend named Wallace Ward. He wrote a manuscript which is incredibly lengthy. No one here is ever going to read it. If you want to read it, I recommend it. I read it. It's like thousands of pages, okay? It's hard reading. But I'll break it down into one sentence. <laughs> you can read the thousand pages, okay? I'm going to break it down into ones because I, I was with him and I said, yeah. I broke it down once. He looked at me like, that's it. I said, yeah. I said, okay, what you're saying is everyone has to take 100% responsibility for everything in their life without exception. He goes, yeah, that's it. You need to take 100%, not 99%, 100%. Someone says, well, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. I was just driving down the road the other day, minding my own business, singing happy as a clam, and some idiot blew through a stop sign and hit me. And I said, yeah, you were both 
co-creators of that event. You created that event, and so did he. And somebody says, but that's a bad situation. Ooh. Now, I'm going to give you a little perspective on bad situations. Was it really bad? Ah, there's a story about a Chinese man back in the 1800s in this little village. And he had a son that he loved very, very much. And everyone in the village knew each other. It was a small little village. And his son was on a horse riding and fell off the horse and broke his leg. And everyone in the village said, this is a terrible thing. Your son broke his leg. And he said, terrible? Maybe, maybe not. The very next day, the Chinese army came into the village and took all the young men to take them into battle. But they couldn't take this man's son because he had a broken leg. And the story goes on like that, where every situation, the Chinese man says, well, maybe it's good, maybe it's not. Maybe it's bad, maybe it isn't. And that's the amazing thing. That's why when you see what you think, a car crash or whatever, is a bad situation, you are throwing out a vibration. A feeling of passion or enthusiasm indicates that there is a very strong desire focused in the moment. A feeling of rage or revenge or anger also indicates that there is a very strong desire. Okay? So the level of intensity of your emotion indicates how strong that desire is. However, a feeling of lethargy or boredom indicates very little focus and very little desire in the moment. When you really, really, really want something and you are thinking about your desire and feeling pleasure from that thought, your thought vibration is now in alignment with your desire and the current that is flowing through you toward your intended desire has no restriction or resistance. Again, that's all we're looking to achieve. The Donald Barrett factor. This is so good. It's gonna. You can't believe it's gonna. He's walking backstage. This is gonna be so big. <laughs> see, that's where you want to be. Just because you don't see it, doesn't matter. When you really, really, really want something, and are feeling anger or fear or disappointment, that means you are focused upon the opposite of your desire. And in doing so, you are introducing another non-matching vibration to the mix. And the degree of negative emotion that you are now experiencing, experiencing indicates the degree of your resistance or blockage to receiving your desire. All you have to do is just monitor how you feel. When your emotions are strong, whether they feel good or feel bad, your desire is strong. That's why Napoleon Hill said you have to have a strong desire. Some people call it a magnificent obsession. You can only get what you want if you have a strong desire for it. So your emotions have to be intense. If they're not, that means the desire isn't there. Change what you're looking. Find something that hits the sweet spot. You have to really, really get excited about it and have a strong emotion. When your emotions feel good, whether they are strong or weak, you are allowing the fulfillment of your desire. So feeling good emotions, whether they're really intense or weak, you're in alignment. When your emotions feel bad, whether they're strong or weak, you are in a state of disallowing or blocking that desire from coming into your life. When your emotions are absolute, your, your emotions are absolute indicators of your vibrational content. Therefore, they are the perfect reflection of your current point of attraction. They help you know in any moment whether you are, you, whether you are or whether you are not currently allowing that desire to come into your life. You may believe that you cannot control your emotions. 
and you may believe that you should control your emotions. But you need to know that your approach to your emotions should be a different viewpoint. You should pay attention to how you feel and allow your emotions to be the valuable indicators that they are. Be thankful for your emotions. And if you feel bad, be thankful because that is your guidance system at work. Be thankful for it. I really get, I'm really mad. You know, I'm so thankful I feel mad. <laughs> because now I know that my vibration is off. Thank you, anger. Let me fix it. You see, some people say, that's hard to do. Well, right now for you, maybe it is. Try it anyway, because I guarantee it'll become a lot easier and a lot more fun. There is no condition so severe that you cannot reverse it by simply choosing different thoughts. I'm giving you good news to go home with. However, choosing different thoughts does require focus and some practice. If you continue to focus as you have been, to think as you have been, and to believe as you have been, then nothing will change in your life. Once you are aware of the power of your thoughts and your ability to allow in the things that you desire, you now have complete creative control over everything in your life. But if you are predominantly focused on the results of your focused thoughts, rather than the feeling of those thoughts, you could lose your way. This is very important. Remember I said the number one thing was not what you, I never ever said the number one thing you look at is what's coming into your life. I said the number one thing you have to focus on is what? Feeling good. You, that's where your focus is. Don't worry about the results. Don't worry about, you know, every day I wake up, I'm looking for something to, to give me some evidence that this is working. No. It's like the seed. You don't have to get any evidence. You can keep digging it up every day to see if the, the roots are growing. You just have to know. So don't focus on the results or any evidence in the physical world. Focus on your feeling. And just know it'll come in. Thank you for tuning into this episode. Continue strengthening your mind by listening to our other episodes.